0: Welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's March 9th, 2018. I'm Michael and with me is Shannon. Hi. What's opening in theaters this weekend?
1: A wrinkle in time. After the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother and her friend to space in order to find him. Directed by Ava Duvarney and it stars Storm Reed, Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kalen. This was based on the book of the same name published in 1962. I read it as a kid and I loved it. Unfortunately right now it's only got forty four percent on the tomato meter. Really disappointing.
0: It it really sounds like an interesting concept. I'd love to know more about it.
1: <laughs> well I can tell you all about tesseracting and yeah, but no. We don't have time for that. I don't know it just the trailer looked so beautiful like they put so much effort into the visual stuff like how could they possibly not put that same kind of effort into everything with the movie I hope people are just being overly critical of it and maybe not getting it Uh, I don't know I'm still holding out hope that it's not 44%
0: yeah that's too bad Um, we have tickets to see it this weekend we do I'm sure we'll enjoy it I'm sure people are being overly critical. I hope so. How many reviews are, does it have so far?
1: 109. 48 fresh, 61 rotten.
0: Also out this weekend, Thoroughbreds. Two upper-class teenage girls in suburban Connecticut rekindled their unlikely friendship after years of growing apart. Together, they hatch a plan to solve both of their problems, no matter what the cost. Stars Olivia Cook, Anna Taylor-Joy, Anton Yelchin, and Paul Sparks.
1: Anton Yelchin?
0: Yeah, so that's one of the things I thought was interesting as well, because, yeah, he died in 2016. So I guess... Wow. This must have completed filming a while ago. Um, Yeah,
1: why'd they sit on it for so long?
0: I don't know. Also, the other thing that's interesting is... Paul Sparks is from Boardwalk Empire, and then House of Cards. You know who he is?
1: Um, Mickey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So I don't think I've seen him in any other movie roles, but it looks like he has a pretty big role in this one. We
1: saw him also in that other HBO show where the guy was uh, accused of murdering... What was the name of that?
0: The Night Of? Yeah. He was in that? I forgot.
1: Yeah, he was in it. He was one of the suspects, really. Um, oh
0: wait, was he the father? Or yeah, stepfather. The, oh, I okay. Think. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, he's pretty good at playing
1: bad guys. Creepy, creepy guys. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah, creeps.
0: I guess Mickey wasn't really creepy. He was just funny, <laughs> but yeah, on House of Cards and The Night of, he's kind of creepy.
1: Right, and in this, he's he looks like a creep too. Um, I don't know. This looks, it's got 84% on Meter, so that's pretty good. It looks like it's well done. I just feel like I've kind of seen this story before. It's like, yeah, they decide to kill somebody because they don't like him, and I don't know.
0: And they learn something.
1: Heathers beats American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. But it doesn't look very original. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, so 59, so it's actually 85 now when I refresh it. 59 reviews... 50 Fresh, 9 Rotten. That's
1: pretty good. Yep. Okay, also out this week, Gringo, a dark comedy mixed with white-knuckle action and dramatic intrigue explores the battle of survival for businessman Harold Soyinka, David Oyelowo, when he finds himself crossing the line from law-abiding citizen to wanted criminal. Also stars Joel Edgerton, Charlize Theron, and Thandie Newton. It's directed by Nash Edgerton. So I thought this actually looked pretty funny, but it's only got 27% on Tomato Meter. It's not a lot of reviews. It's only 37 10 fresh, 27 rotten, but uh that's not that's a really pretty bad score. I thought it looked kind of silly funny.
0: Yeah, it could be. And uh Nash Edgerton is Joel Edgerton's brother. Oh, okay. And and what I didn't realize is Joel Edgerton was Owen Lars in the Attack of the Clones.
1: Oh, his face was rounder back then, wasn't it? I guess so. He was a lot younger.
0: Also out this week, The Strangers Pray at Night. A family's road trip takes a dangerous turn when they arrive at a secluded mobile home park to stay with some relatives and find it mysteriously deserted. Under the cover of darkness, three masked psychopaths pay them a visit to test the family's every limit as they struggle to survive. This serves as a sequel to 2008's The Strangers.
1: Hmm. This looks terrible to me, but I'm not really a horror uh, film fan, so
0: yeah me neither it has to it's not something that would appeal to me either i guess yeah
1: to a, for a horror movie to appeal to me it's kind of have like it's got to have something really interesting a twist like like cabin in the woods or something like that um but i don't know this it looks like the critics agree who probably know better than me about horror movies because they're only giving it 30 percent. 21 rotten reviews, only nine fresh, so.
0: Not too good. No. I guess most of the wide releases are not getting good reviews this week.
1: No, they are not. And finally, for wide releases, the hurricane heist. Thieves attempt a massive heist against the US Treasury as a category five hurricane approaches one of its mint facilities. Okay, so this one, it looks the worst out of all of, all of them. I mean, the, the, the two minute trailer couldn't even keep my interest. Like I was like starting to just like lose interest and not pay attention. And then I was like, wait a second, are they attacking a storm with guns? Like, <laughs> it, was, like it was just so stupid looking. Um, but I guess that's, that's not what they're doing, but there is a storm and lots and lots of guns. So yeah, it, it doesn't even have a tomato meter. No,
0: nope, not good.
1: That's a really bad sign. Yep.
0: All right, so Out Unlimited release this week, The Death of Stalin, follows the Soviet dictator's last days and depicts the chaos of the regime after his death. So this looked like it was some sort of comedy, actually. Oh, yeah. It's was,
1: definitely a comedy. Which you and don't it looks get from that
0: funny. synopsis. Oh. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched the trailer, and Steve Buscemi is in this, and he looks, you know, he's... Really, uh, hamming it up, and it looks pretty funny.
0: Oh, I kind of want to see boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire alum. Mm-hmm.
1: Ninety-seven percent. Yeah, ninety-seven percent looks good. The leisure oh, and Jeffrey Tambor is not it. They didn't um, kick him. Out h- of this pull one? Pull <laughs> they didn't kick him out and replace him. with <laughs> somebody else. I wonder why not.
0: Well, as far as I know, he hasn't been replaced in Arrested Development season five either. So what? it seems like they're taking.
1: Wait, have they filmed that?
0: Mm hmm. Oh. They filmed it maybe over the summer. And so far, they seem like they're sticking with him. Obviously, Transparent mm. has gotten rid of him entirely. Mm hmm. So I guess he's not as big a concern as Kevin Spacey. <laughs> guess not. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird.
0: Also, out the leisure seeker a runaway couple go on an unforgettable journey in the faithful old rv they call the leisure seeker
1: i didn't like the looks of this from the trailer and it's got 36 percent so it kind of um
0: that's just because you don't like old people
1: no i like old people plenty and i wanted to like it from the premise i really did Uh, it sounded sweet, but it came off as like too sweet, you know, just saccharine and not realistic. Uh, The the man has memory problems and it just seemed to be like making them cartoonish and ridiculous and that rubbed me the wrong way.
0: All right. I guess we won't be seeing that. (laughs) And finally, The Forgiven. After the end of apartheid, Archbishop desmond tutu meets with a brutal murderer seeking redemption
1: this one's got 30 percent tomato meter so that's not great either yeah so i guess the best
0: thing to see this weekend is the death of stalin if you can find it
1: yeah definitely that looks like the best one although thoroughbred's got it it, oh yeah that's right it's actually like 84 like so that's that's pretty good Yep. I don't know, if Time is 44, I wouldn't give up on that. It's not, it's not terribly low. No. It's in the middle there. Any news since our last show?
0: So Variety reports that Universal has teamed with mobile game developer Ludia to create Jurassic World Alive, a new AR game that's similar to Pokemon Go. In this game, players discover dinosaurs by locating them on a map and collecting DNA samples which they can then use to genetically modify dinosaurs in a lab and compete in real-time player versus player arena battles to earn more rewards. It's set for a spring 2018 release, but no specific date has been announced yet. So I thought this was kind of interesting. I mean, part of why I never really got into Pokemon Go that much was because I don't really care that much about Pokemon. It was never Mm -hmm. something I watched. But right. I could kind of get into this a little bit more.
1: Yeah, but it sounds kind of like a ripoff. I mean, it sounds way too similar to Pokemon Go, don't you think?
0: I, I mean, guess, but I there mean, were... isn't that what all these things will ultimately You go around and collect things?
1: Real-time player-versus-player player arena battles? I mean, that's not from the Jurassic movies. There's no battles in...
0: I guess. But if they made a Star Wars game, which was exactly like Pokemon Go, except for Star Wars characters, I would definitely play that. I'm alright with that. Yeah,
1: I I think they could have come up with something else. I mean, I, I get the walking around finding them part might be the same, but couldn't. I don't know. Not that I have any better ideas, but that just sounds like a direct ripoff of Pokemon Go. The Wall Street Journal reports Fox Networks Groups Ad Sales Chief Joe Marchisi is setting a lofty goal for the broadcast network reducing TV ad time to two minutes an hour by 2020. Bringing commercial time down to only two minutes would be a major change. In 2017, the average amount of ad time an hour on broadcast was a little over 13 minutes, according to Nielsen. On cable, 16 minutes. Do you think they'll be able to do this?
0: I don't know. I mean, they've been just going up and up
1: for Mm -hmm.
0: who knows how long.
1: I mean, they'd have to charge a lot more. For the ads that they ha- had remaining, do you think people? I mean, if anything, I think it's going shows the other would way. Have to be longer. Yeah, that the shows, have to right? Pay more money content. for the shows. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a goal. Like, I, it's you know, we don't know that it's gonna happen, but it seems really difficult. I don't think people want to pay more for TV ads. More and more people are going to other things, Netflix and Hulu and whatnot. I, would this be the time that you'd pay more? For an ad.
0: only if it means more people are watching the shows because they're longer and there's less commercials i guess it's uh, yeah
1: i mean if if they broke them down to like the break is only 30 seconds long so it's only one commercial people might not bother fast forwarding or get up and leave the room so they might actually see it more i don't know maybe it could happen it would make tv better i hope they do it
0: we'll see According to Entertainment Weekly, with the ABC superhero drama Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the bubble, executive producers Jed Whedon, Marissa Tancharion, and Jeffrey Belair are writing the final episode of the fifth season as a potential series finale. We'll never end something without the potential for more story, Tancharion says. That's how we've ended every season, because whenever we've come to the end of all the seasons past, We go into that mostly not knowing until the very last minute, so we're basically doing the same thing to close out season five. It can fit well as a possible series finale and it can fit well as just another season's end. So, yeah, I wouldn't really be surprised if it didn't come back. I don't think Mm -hmm. the series has ever been hugely popular or done all that great in the ratings.
1: And it probably cost them quite a bit.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see.
1: I like it. I'm enjoying it this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely gotten better since the first season. Mm-hmm. Some seasons are better than yeah, others, but right. this season has been pretty uh, exciting.
1: But I feel like last season was, too. It was, like, back and forth for a while, but I feel like the last two seasons in a row have been good.
0: Yeah. Um, they're definitely trying.
1: Yeah. And they tried really different storylines, which I like. You know, some shows it's like they're doing the same storyline over and over again. This show is not doing that. It, like... it's each season is wildly different right I I like that yeah uh, I don't feel like we've had too much of it like it should be at its end but if it did end I wouldn't be that sad either because it has had five seasons which is a pretty good run I don't know I hope they give it a good ending Deadline reports New Line has purchased the screenplay The Many Saints of Newark the working title for a feature prequel of The Sopranos that is set in the era of the Newark riots in the 60s. The screenplay was written by The Sopranos creator, David Chase and Lawrence Connor. So that's interesting, right? A a prequel to The Sopranos. I wonder if it'll have any of the same characters.
0: So I'm sure there'll be some of the same characters, but I doubt that there will be any of the same actors. I mean, this is 40 years before. Right, I mean, maybe uh, I saw they were speculating that it could be Tony Soprano's father could be a main character. Right, he,
1: there were flashbacks with him, right? I mean, he was he, his character was dead before his the show was dead. started. I th-
0: think there might have been flashbacks, right. not a lot.
1: I think there—I think there were actually quite a few, like when he was uh, would be talking to his psychologist hmm. and stuff.
0: Yeah, I—I right? I don't, I don't remember. Never mind. But let's—we'll uh, have to rewatch it.
1: <laughs> no, it's like how many seasons? Six, only
0: seasons six
1: seasons yeah they were only like 13 episodes right. a piece i guess i probably wouldn't but but it was also so brutal i don't know if i want to relive it not that i didn't like it i i really liked the sopranos um i just don't know if i want to go through it again yeah i'll definitely be looking out for this the Many Saints of the
0: Newer. Lucasfilm just announced via StarWars.com that John Favreau has signed on to executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series for Disney's new direct-to-consumer platform. Favreau was previously involved in the Star Wars franchise as a voice actor in a number of Clone Wars episodes as leader of the Mandalorian group Death Watch pre bizla He also is voicing an unknown alien in the upcoming Han Solo movie
1: that's cool um he's he's a great director i'm uh oh wait he's going to executive produce not direct still i'm sure he'll make a great show
0: yep and it's good to hear that they're moving forward with a live action series it was something that george lucas talked about a long time ago and then could never get off the ground so Mm -hmm. there's Lots and lots of Star Wars content coming.
1: I know. Maybe too much. I'm a little bit worried that we're all going to get Star wars out.
0: Nah, there's no way. <laughs> no way for that to happen. I'm
1: not too happy that this is going to be on the direct-to-consumer platform because...
0: There's no way we're not going to end up getting that.
1: Exactly! I know. But it's going to be another monthly cost. Uggs.
0: And we have to get YouTube Red. I just saw they released <laughs> another trailer for... Cobra Kai or a teaser uh, trailer
1: can we just buy that one I mean if they only have one show that we're interested in would it not be cheaper to just buy that show
0: but I think we'd have to buy it we'd probably have to buy it when it came out on DVD or something right I don't know if they're gonna just have it put it on like for, iTunes the yeah way I don't know if they'll those
2: do, that. do? Oh.
0: I mean maybe they will if that's the case then yeah I would prefer to buy it that way but I don't know if they'll do it again contribute to Patreon <laughs> So we can see it. We
1: don't even have a Patreon. Not yet. All right, so it sounds like we may not get another season of The Defenders. When asked about it by Vulture in a recent interview, Kristen Ritter said, I don't think we are doing it again. It was never intended to do it again. But you know, if I was given another opportunity, I would. So... She was asked specifically about how it was received And she like deflected Oh, Jessica Jones was well like, But I guess guess they're all saying That it was not very well-received And because of that It might not get a second one I did not imagine it. that this is true exactly That it was never intention to do it again it, it ended in a cliffhanger
0: Right, but also all the other individual shows Exist I know that, the, planning.
1: the cliffhanger could be resolved on um, Daredevil
0: Right, but it probably, at least part of it will be. Yeah, no, I mean, when they announced that they were doing those four series, it was definitely, like, to build up to the Defenders. So you would think that they would continue or want to do more of those Defenders.
1: mm Mm-hmm.
0: But I didn't realize that Defenders was not well received. I know...
1: I know it wasn't... Iron
0: Fist was not. Right. I know people did not like that one Mm -hmm. as well as the other ones. I thought Defenders was pretty well received.
1: I thought it was at least better received than Iron Fist. But uh, I guess it wasn't as well received as like Daredevil or Jessica Jones. Uh, But that doesn't mean that they won't work together. I mean, I still think it has potential. I, I don't know. I'm disappointed. If they throw more of the other characters into the standalone shows, that might be cool, too. I'm but sure they wanna
0: will. But I want to see
1: them all four of them together again. I, I do want to see that because I enjoyed it.
0: I'm sure they'll at least have cameos.
1: Yeah, but I'm not... T- yeah, I mean more than cameos.
0: Because Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, at least, I believe, have... A lot of history in the comics mm. so you would think that they would eventually get there anyway i guess we'll see i mean this is just
1: they cer they certainly haven't given up on iron fist they showed he's going to be in the next luke cage
0: oh and he's getting another if they haven't given up well. on
1: his character which was the most poorly received why give up on the
0: i don't know again this is just this is just what she's saying so who knows right that's you know, true. It's not an official announcement You know, we very well might find out that they are doing another season. Who knows? uh, It's also, there's a whole Disney streaming service too now, so. Right. You know, they might be trying to wind things down.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm afraid of too, because I like these shows.
0: Me too. All right, we'll see. Time will tell. The Muppet Guys Talking release date has been set for March 16th. This is a documentary filmed six years ago of Frank Oz, Dave Goles, Fran Brill, Bill Beretta, and Jerry Nelson talking about the early days of the Muppets. It runs 65 minutes. The movie won't receive a theatrical release, but will be available solely on MuppetGuysTalking.com for direct download on March 16th. So this is something I definitely want to buy and watch. I love the muppets and yeah big fan of frank oz and yeah and this is the performers. kind of thing
1: i just i wanted to mention because it would probably just go completely under the radar because it's not getting any kind of theatrical release or whatever but it's uh it's probably good for anybody who's into the muppets we, yeah. we love the muppets yeah here and at it's frank Delicious.
0: oz's documentary directorial debut
1: mm-hmm and jerry nelson passed away
0: he did not long after filming
1: this yeah i want to see it and now let's take a sponsor break
0: do you like eating tide pods while driving in a nice car no we'll buy a lexus then lexus eat your tide pods in style
1: ew what came out on streaming
0: services some netflix originals are out this week jessica jones season two love season three my next guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman, Benji. For the love of Benji.
1: <laughs> Amazon uh, is dropping Sneaky Pete season two. Definitely want to watch that. And Aftermath.
0: HBO got Live by Night.
1: Stars got China Moon, The Craft, and The Deep End of the Ocean. And Showtime got a movie called Claire in Motion.
0: So that means we have three new. Seasons of shows to watch. Yes. We've got a lot to watch now. Yes. So last week we had a poll. Who's your favorite Russian character?
1: Philip and Elizabeth Jennings got 25%. Natasha Romanov, that's Black Widow, got 50%. Ivan Drago got 25%. And poor Anastasia got 0%.
0: So Black Widow won.
1: Yeah, not surprising. No. So this week we're going to ask. Uh, What's the best movie about kids traveling through space? Honestly, there weren't a lot of these. Um, The choices are Explorers, Space Camp, Zathura, and Flight of the Navigator. Three out of the four are from the 80s. I think kids were more into space in the 80s.
0: (laughs) So this seems like something that we should uh, jump on and... Try and get restarted Well, a wrinkle in,
1: this ties in with a wrinkle in time Which is kids traveling through space oh, Maybe it'll thought, come back I
0: thought they just traveled through time No, they don't
1: actually travel through time It is kind of a weird name They travel through space hmm. Yeah, I know I think I think actually the original title was something else, and they made her they made the author change it to *A Wrinkle in Time*. I think they made her probably change a lot of stuff because she was a female writer writing science fiction about a protagonist who was a girl, which was very hard to get published in the sixties. Um, but yeah, she had a different title. It was like Mrs. Who, Mrs. What's It, and Mrs. Which or something like that.
0: So I'd probably go with *Space Camp*
1: um
0: just because nostalgically that's the one i enjoyed the most as a kid it's
1: hard for me to say i have strong nostalgia for explorer space camp and flight of the navigator so sorry I wouldn't be that but uh i don't know it'd probably be space camp for me as well
0: so let us know what you think vote on the poll daily show pod on twitter and we'll discuss the results next week
1: and that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time.
0: Daily Show on, Daily Show
1: off.